Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. And, besides that, he's really weird. Welcome to the Mark Gunger Show with international marriage speaker and author of Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, Mark Gunger. This is your source for practical, down-to-earth marriage advice without all the over-spiritualization or romantic nonsense. And now the host of the Mark Gunger Show, Mark Gunger. They've joined the Mark Gunger Show, the show that deals with all things concerning... Marriage. Marriage, indeed. I'm your host, the one, the only Mark Gunger. Joining me as always, the ever-lovely and charming Diane Briley, all blue and green. We kind of match. We do match. Kind of. Sort of, kind of, except it's not the same. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's blues and greens and it's patterny. I I have colors and he has... Look, he's blue too. Look. Look at Phil. I know. This is like we, uh, we're, we're totally coordinated. coordinated today. We got the memo. Do you have blue shoes? Do I you don't, have blue shoes? but you do. I have blue on my shoes. He's got blue on his I have blue shoes. Oh, wait. Yeah. There we go. Because I am cool. What I think is hilarious is that you actually change your shoes when they're below the table just to match what uh, you I on. knew you don't wear any shoes. I was getting tired of walking around with no shoes. Oh. So. Leave me alone. Anyway, this is the Mark Gunger. Oh, sorry. Phil? We got caught up with... The lady here, also on the show today, Philip James Gunger, the incomparable one. Engineering the show is always the very talented but eerily creepy Timothy Robert Gray, pushing buttons and twisting knobs, trying to stay awake during the production of this boring show. And of course, the lovely Nancy. We never talk about Nancy. She's always here floating around. You come with a fancy Nancy. Something for Not Nancy. literally. She's usually walking. Yeah, we Ooh. haven't taught her how to levitate yet. <laughs> We're working on it. I have to find something. Anyway, so. Uh, this is the show that handles your marital challenges, relational conundrums, and dating dilemmas. That's what the show is about. You send us emails about relational problems and any questions that you have, and we will do our best to answer it. Now, we tend to be very brutally honest. The good news is you get to stay totally anonymous. Nobody knows who you are. That's the premise of the show, okay? So those of you who are new to the show, and some of you are shocked, oh, how can it be so harsh? And nobody knows. They all know what's coming. We tell them. It's part of the show. It's the premise of the program. I will ask these people what they think about my problem, but they will be very brutal and insensitive. <laughs> Not intentionally mean. It's just, you know, you know, if you're talking to someone and you try to avoid an issue and you kind of dance around, yeah. I don't have time for that. You know, who's got time for that? We try to get to it as quickly as we can. If we like what you say, we'll celebrate you. If not, we will castigate you, which will be a shock for some of you. We have three versions of castigation on the show. If we think you need to waken out of your delusions, we'll stick your head in the toilet and flush it. And hopefully your head, with water swirling around it, you'll awaken from your delusion. So if we think you're crazy, you'll get the go button. And if we think you're blathering too much with unnecessarily unrelated details, you get the chicken. You get all three, you're officially nuts. All right, what do you got there? Uh, a new study came out that uh-huh. suggests the cost of your engagement ring may say a lot about your future success or failure of the marriage. Ow! Ow! Uh, do you know I have been talking about this for it, years, yes. and years yes. and years and years, and I have said to 
anybody who would yes. listen to me, if someone would do a study, I'll bet anything that the more people spend on their weddings, the more likely they will end in divorce. That's exactly the what this says. less that they said. And I was convinced no one would ever do the study because okay. everybody would be afraid to know and they, they're all delusional. Oh, it's great. And, and here, finally, finally after did all it. these years of all the stupid things people study, here's something that made some sense. From Emory University out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Okay, read to me this thing. Results suggested that the higher the cost of the engagement ring, the shorter the marriage. Likewise, less expensive rings were often tied with longer and more successful marriages. See this ring? Mm-hmm. Nancy. See this ring? My wife's ring and my ring, less than $100. Together. <laughs> Together. I think it's like 80 bucks. They're like 40 bucks a piece. 41 years of marriage. Although they did say that men who spent 500 or less were also more likely to get divorced. Oh, no, really? <laughs> so the super cheap <laughs> and the oh, very expensive. That's what they said. Well, what's inflation for 41 years on 100 bucks? This is bucks? true. I don't know. There's that's a calculator more than, online. You can figure that out. That's probably more know? than 500 bucks, actually. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I'm okay. Yes, yeah, so you're probably okay. You're in that. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about getting slammed. All right. Survey responses from women who had received an engagement ring in their lifetime seemed to match up. Women who had received big or very expensive rings had a higher rate of divorce than those that had received moderately priced rings. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. And then they went into similar, similarly. But, but that's that's, that's uh, even just still. It's not about the ring. Where I notice it is about the wedding. In well, general. that's what the next paragraph says. Couples who had expensive weddings were more likely to experience stress related to finances or debt and had higher rates of divorce. Couples who spent twenty thousand or more on their weddings were three point five times more likely to get divorced than those who spent only between five and ten thousand. Now we have a lot of people who listen to us from all over the world, uh, Africa and stuff like that. When you hear. That we're talking about spending, whether or not to spend $20,000 or more, that's shocking to them because that's a huge mm-hmm. lot of money. But Americans routinely spend this and more. the average wedding in the U.S. these days costs 30000 Average. $30,000. Well, some of them are fifty to a hundred. I mean, I kid these you not. These people are crazy. They're just yeah. out of their ever. Now, if you have money... And there's people who do have money. They're wealthy people. They come from wealthy families. They got a lot of jack. Okay. You know, I have some friends like that. You know, they spend a fortune for their daughters. But they have the money. I mean, it's everything about their life. They just have a lot of money. The problem here is that people force themselves to spend that kind of money when they don't have the money. Or refuse to get married. That's one big reason people say, we can't get married. In America, overall, we can't afford to get married. Do you know why people say such stupid things? Because they, they don't literally, have $50,000. They're waiting for 30, 30 to 50 grand to get married. Yeah. So they take all that money and flush it down the toilet because it doesn't mean jack. How much money you spend at your wedding doesn't mean anything. Well, and do you think that it's tied? This is what I think. It's also tied to, on the previous show, the expectations. I think when you have this fairy tale and you have this huge wedding, I think that you go into it with some really out-of-whack expectations. Well, I'm hanging on to this study because I have said this for over a decade. Oh, 20 years I've said this. I am convinced. No one's ever studied I'm convinced. The more you spend, I said, if we could get couples together, I bet you the couples who have the longest, healthiest marriages, ask them how much they spend on their wedding, and it'll be almost nothing. And all these people who spend all this money, and they're in divorce and everything else, for heaven's sake, stop the stupidity. If you have it, great. But And certainly do not delay your marriage and wind up in sin anyway, because you, so uh, we're waiting to afford it. So they're living each other and having sex anyway. Mm-hmm. Christians, I, yeah, I'm not talking about non-Christians. Non-Christians mm-hmm. are non-Christians. I don't expect anything on non-Christian. But you're a Christian. You live this stupid way. Shame on you. Knocking things down. 
I I was talking to someone a few weeks ago that their daughter is getting married and they just don't know what to do, that they're going to mortgage their house to pay for her wedding. And I think you are... Good one, Phil. I'm impressed. I think they're insane. Why would you mortgage take a mortgage out on your house just to pay for your kid's because wedding? Because people are insane. Look, not literally insane. I just think they're crazy from the sense of what are you doing? Uh, there are people who do this, and then they live paying off this debt for decades. And then why? Stop. There's no reason for it. You don't need to spend all that money. To get married. And isn't it interesting? The people who spent the most amount of money are the ones who had the highest rates of divorce, which is something I've said. That's all, that's all you got to tell mm-hmm. people. And you know what? While I'm going off on this, one other pet peeve are these destination weddings. Oh, I am in that peeve with you. I do not like that. Where not only do they spend an obscenely ridiculous, stupid amount of money, they pressure their friends and family to do the same thing. Yeah. We're going to Hawaii. We're going to, you know, Bermuda, Tahiti, or whatever. And we want you to come. It'll cost you five, six, eight thousand dollars. We want you. So then everybody's spending money like drunken monkeys. I think that is incredibly selfish. I just get oh, irked. I've just... never been invited to one, and I hope I never am because I have no time of day for that. I think They're, it's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. All you guys have to hear, and I'm going to post this on my Facebook because I don't tick a lot of people off. The more money you spend on your wedding, the more likely you'll end up in divorce. Isn't that amazing? It's just a sign of how crazy people are and how misplaced their priorities are. Use your head. It doesn't cost a fortune to get married. I'll marry you for five bucks, for heaven's sakes. I'll marry you for five bucks and we'll have some sandwiches and send you on your way. That's all you need. You know, or go on your way and I'll swing by McDonald's. You know, it'll be fine. All this money, for heaven's sakes. All right, now that I've been irritated, let's take a break and we'll be back with your emails right after this. Have a marriage dilemma? Email your questions to ask at markgunger.com and Mark can answer them during one of our shows. to and are watching the Mark Gunger Show, answering your questions about love, marriage, and relationships. What have you got there for Watch us? this. Watch this. You remind me of Tim Howard. Who's Tim Howard? The goalie? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're such a rat. That's I said. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> Who's Tim Howard? The goalie for the U.S. soccer I'll team. I'll take it. Well, how do you know that? Because I watch soccer. I, look, <laughs> I definitely watch soccer when I can't fall asleep. It's like a natural drug. So, like, if you okay. can't sleep, you just turn it on, and in three minutes, you're like this. No, seriously, that one game in the World Cup when he stopped all those mm-hmm. goals, how could you not find that exciting? Seriously. That was such a game. Anyway. When I have my full goalie, I should bring. I should just you come should. in my full goalie That's outfit. why you should go for Halloween, go with Tim Howard for Halloween. Hey, that's a good idea. Except now this is airing in December. <laughs> <laughs> she means next, next year. year for Halloween. <laughs> Wake up. Wake up. Look at him. He's laying there. Oh, I'm in front of the camera. All right. He's laying there in a coma. Okay. 
First email says it's a, a man writing. So my wife and I have been married for a hundred years. <laughs> he says thirteen to be exact. A hyperbolist. Uh huh. I love hyperbolists. We. I am a hyperbolist. You are. You know, I believe Jesus was a hyperbolist. Yes. You know what? Right now, there's thousands of people asking themselves one question: What, what is a hyperbolist? <laughs> I have no idea what it is. You know means. what I find very amusing? That you yourself Besides are me? a hyperbolist and that you enjoy hyperbole. You do not have the same affinity for people who are hyperbolists back at you <laughs> when someone else <laughs> in a conversation Quiet exaggerates. Woman. Then you have no time of day and no love for that. Quiet woman! <laughs> a hyperbolist is someone who exaggerates to make points. Yes. And yes. there are people who are uncomfortable with that because they always think, you know, should always be serious and very... And literal. Blah, 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 and very literal, literal about everything. And there are people who listen to me and they go crazy because they think everything I say, I'm literally saying. They, they have no sense of humor, no, no. no sense. And here's the amazing thing. After the, the last time I just went through and, and, and read through the Gospels and studied Jesus again, there is no way you can't come away with the conclusion that he was a hyperbolist. That he, as part, he was a great storyteller. Okay, mm-hmm. but he's surely exaggerated. He said, "Well, how's that possible?" Because he said things that clearly, if your eye offend you, pluck it out. Does anybody really think Jesus wants you to pluck your eyeballs out? I bet there are people who do. There's crazy people who do. <laughs> no, I know of. I've heard of this. No. They're like they're mentally unstable, yeah. and they'll read the Bible and they'll cut off some body appendage. Part. <laughs> I like I talk, he, caught, he caught off his willy. He cut off his willy because he didn't. He didn't want lust anymore. But he was a little nuts. Do you think? Do you think really Jesus wanted you to cut off your hand? And went, no, he's making a point. He's speaking in exaggerations to stop it. Take it seriously. When the disciples, how often should I forgive my brother? Seven times? Seventy times seven. Do you think Jesus was really literally saying, you get 490 shots at this, and you get to keep track, and when you get to 491, nope, no more. You're, you're toast. It was an exaggeration. Jesus spoke in hyperbole to make points. And I think, and it's really obvious when he did it. The people who struggle are the ones who take everything literally to the point of where it makes no sense. Because I'm pretty sure if you really took what Jesus said literally, there'd be a whole lot of people out there with no hands and no eyeballs. All right, there. Okay. I can't get past the point of he cut his willy off to stop lusting because and it has that wouldn't with take it. care of it. No, I know. It has nothing to do with it. You don't think with that, although men have been accused crazy. of thinking with that. The man was crazy. Good Lord. Okay, so this man apparently is a hyperbolist. Yes. Uh, he says, we have had issues right from the beginning. We disagree on any and every issue. Signed, Debbie Gunger. And every disagreement with her ends up in either an argument uh-huh. or I am punished with no sex. Uh-huh. We have been to counseling for eight years with no positive results. She refuses to accept any responsibility. No, 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 no. She refuses. I love that. Yeah. She refuses. To accept any responsibility and loves to recite scripture when she feels I have done her wrong. She grew up in a very legalistic Baptist home. Don't slam the Baptist. You're a nitwit. We'll get to you in a minute. Okay, keep We going. have not had sex in years. Oh, that's not right. I have made advances in intimacy, but she refuses every one of them. I am not having an affair, nor do I search for pornography or go on Twitter or other dating sites. Uh-huh. She has even told me in an arrogant tone that I would get used to it, and <laughs> oh I, my God. I'll adjust to not having sex. <laughs> 
she couldn't be more wrong. Even yeah. after your conference last weekend, uh-huh. she still refuses me. I'm at my wit's end. What do you suggest? Look, people put up with things in their marriages that normal people wouldn't put up with. Can you imagine going years without sex with a woman just because she doesn't feel like it? Based on what? Well, I've gone years without having sex with a woman because I don't feel like it. <laughs> sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> you said, can you imagine having going, going years, for without, years sex without, without sex without a woman? And you said, oh, oh. <laughs> I said, yeah, oh I, good I, lord. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Clearly, I am rubbing off on you. You're starting to lose this. So for a second, I didn't know what she was talking about. You what? You were being a hyperbolist, and you threw me. You, you, you were throwing. You were being. But I have gone for years. For years without sex with a woman. Most women I know have gone for years without sex without a woman. I understand that. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me start all over again. First of all, (laughs) his email, when you make it sound like it's all her fault, it's rarely all her fault. Okay? That's what I was saying you're a nitwit about. You just not, uh, these people say, well, here's my situation. The person's totally wrong. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not realistic. I'm sure it it takes two to tango. I don't know what you did to put her into this kind of situation. I don't know. But on the other hand, I don't know. Maybe didn't do anything. Maybe she's that crazy. I don't know. I will say this. If you're in a relationship where someone is doing something outrageous, you walk. Now, I know that freaks people out. I'm not talking divorce. Nobody said divorce. I'm totally against divorce. But I'm a big fan of separation. And usually it is separation that forces change in people. And if you couples are in terrible circumstances, if you would just separate, and I mean the one... It's usually the one who is behaving very badly. They don't want you to separate. They like their situation. Right. If my wife told me, we're just not going to have sex anymore, for no reason, I'm leaving. Call me when you want to start having a real life. You know, what happens? Now, she doesn't have a husband. She doesn't have someone to help with this and that and the other and the financial stresses and stuff like that. We would put, I would put intentionally a lot of pressure on the situation to find a resolve. Now, if I just put how you could go for years with a woman, I don't understand it. What is with people? How can they do And women say this all the time. I have a man who's this, and they tell us these horrible circumstances. You know, he's chasing girls and flirting and doing all this stuff. And I say, really, how long has he been doing this? 15 years? Yeah. 15 years? That wouldn't go on 15 days in my house. That's, what I That's not normal women. <laughs> No. If their husband was doing what a lot of these women claim, they wouldn't t- tolerate it for more than a matter of days. They would knock the guy's head off. There would be hell to pay. They, they would move out. They would force you, kick him out, whatever. Well, sometimes it's the guy and the woman who's acting very badly. Yeah. And I know a lot of guys who live like this. Their, husbands, their wives absolutely refuse to have sex. And this put up. And these goofball pastors, you know what they tell them? Well, you just got to be there and just pray for horse manure. You separate. You say, hey, if we're not going to get this right, now, if there's a problem that needs to be fixed, that's one thing. If she can't physically do it, that's one thing. But when she just unilaterally decides, we're not going to have but a marriage of ours, we're not going to have sex. going on there. Do you think? There but, is never that she, everything is idyllic and perfect, and she just stops having sex with you. Because, now listen. No, sometimes it be, does. I know guys like this. I'm telling but you. But there's got to be something else. That's what I thought. That's my original thing. Here's my thing. The point of the separation, somebody who can't take it anymore separates. Now it forces a problem. 
to the surface. Now your yeah. friends know that there's a problem. Now your pastor knows that there's a problem. Now your kids know there's a problem because now and now there can be attention drawn to it. It's like it's like blood flowing to a wound. That's how you heal. Okay, are we past the break here? Way past. Yeah. Okay. okay. Do we take the right break? Did we, we didn't take it at twenty. Yeah. Oh. Go ahead, take it. All right. I thought that all of a sudden we were over. I'm like, totally, we're totally into this rant. rambling about this. We're going to take this quick break. When we come back, I will continue my rant. We'll be back right after this. Download your free Mark Gunger app today to see all of the latest from the world of Mark Gunger. Oh, we're back on the Mark Gunger Show here. Uh, I was just going through a, a rant on the last thing. There's a guy who writes in who says his wife's and it's her fault and everything and we never have sex anymore. It makes her sound very, very bad. I know people who do get in situations like this. Diane pointed out, look, there's a lot of guys, the reason this happens is because he's such a jerk. I feel both emotions. I don't know. That's why you guys sent us an email. We don't know. If we had the guy here, we would grill him to know one way or the other. Right. What I am saying is this. You have to force the situation. You do not let things go for years in a terrible state, you people. You separate. And by separating, you force the issue. Because now your friends know that something's wrong. Your family knows that something's wrong. Your pastor knows that something's wrong. The church knows that something's wrong. And now attention can go to it. It's like blood flowing to a wound. And here's the thing. If you have a, a real painful uh, chronic situation, you know what has stopped happening? The blood has stopped flowing to mm. it. So they have treatments where they actually aggravate. Well, I've had that treatment once, and it hurts like crazy. Or they're squirting just saline into a muscle just to aggravate it. Boy, do they aggravate mm-hmm. it. It hurts. Why would they do that? Because now all of a sudden their body kind of wakes up, and it remembers to rush blood and, and nutrients to that spot to bring healing. When you guys play this game, we don't want anybody to know, and we don't know, and this has been a situation, we've been doing this for five years, 10 years, 20 years, nobody has sex, nobody talks to each other, we're always angry. Why do you stay, What people's tolerance for pain is amazing, it's like everybody's on morphine. I would never tolerate, normal people will not tolerate that. You guys get in weird situations. What do we do, pastor? At a minimum, you say, well the other person won't do anything. That's when you separate. You say, listen, If we don't fix this, I'm leaving. It's just that simple. Nobody said divorce. You do not divorce this lady, buddy. Listen to me. You don't divorce her, but you walk out. Or you kick her out. How you guys want to work it out? And that means more pressure on your life, more stress and everything. And now her life is no longer comfortable. And you let her know, listen, when you're willing to be a wife to me, let me know and I'll be back. That's all it takes. And go and get some help. And everybody will get a chance to see what's really going on in your situation. Caution, The Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. I see days that left us bronzed and breathless that melted into night. I'll never forget as long as I'm I can sing. Michael O'Brien, great songwriter, great singer. Someone on my <laughs> Facebook said, if the more you spend, the higher the divorce rate is true. She says, I'll be married 
forever. <laughs> You're listening to the Mark Gunger Show talking about love, marriage, and relationships. Uh, answer, trying to answer people's emails. Some of these get a little complicated. Listen, to people who really have a complicated situation, like the last mm-hmm. guy, we never have sex anymore, everything. You know, you guys really need to get help. But here's my beat. But he said they were in counseling for eight years. Well, what is no a counselor results? telling them? I, this makes no sense know. to me. If you're in a counselor, all I know, I have seen this over and over again. Somebody wants to make it work and the other one refuses to do anything. I argue for separation. You know who doesn't want the separation? The person who doesn't want to change. Yeah, and we don't know what We don't know situation, her situation. I'm just like saying this. in general. Right. That it's the one who is the worst behaving one. You would think it's the worst behaving one who would want the separation. It is not. I'm telling you. My experience, this is shocking. When and you get a situation like it's the one who is the baddest person. They won't do the right thing. They're flirting with girlfriends. They won't let their husbands have sex. I don't know, whatever it is. They're the ones who don't want the separation. They fight it tooth and nail because they like their comfortable life. They get just enough out of the other person to make their life, you know, in her case, probably the money from him making his, for a living and whatever. We don't know, you know? that, but... And, well, I don't know that, but I'm saying... And then they have the comfort of, well, we're married, and all her friends see her as married, and her family sees her, mm-hmm. and they go to Christmas and holiday, and everything's good, and the church, and they're all sitting together. When you're in a situation like this, you don't tolerate that. You force the separation. You don't even have to be a legal separation. I'm telling you, three, four days is all most of these ever take. I but promise you. they've been doing it for how many years? But they ha- they've been doing is going to the see here's the thing people don't want anybody to know their problem especially the badly behaving person mm-hmm. so they don't tell anybody so they at, write to me they're anonymous that's yes. why he writes to me i'll bet you the reason why these people like going to counselors is because legally a they counselor can't tell, can't tell anybody it stays anonymous this whole counseling thing to a great degree is a bunch of horse manure because all they're doing is they're keeping their little secrets and they're going for counseling but they're going to someone who has to keep their secret what they don't want is anyone to know. The badly behaving person does not want, I promise you, this, I promise this woman does not want her friends, her family, and her church to know that she refuses to have sex with her husband and that he just needs to get over it. Probably I not. guarantee I'd you, I'd like Diane, to hear her side of it. I'm but... sure too, but I'm just, I guarantee you. Okay. She doesn't want anybody to know about this stuff. And who writes me? The husband. 98% of all our emails are from women. When a man writes, it's a big statement for him. It really is. Because most men, they just go along happily in their own little world, you know. True. So I think that uh, the purpose of separation is to force the issue. Now, say, so, well, brother, that's unbiblical because the Bible says a woman shouldn't support for, separate from her husband. Yeah. It also says you're not supposed to divorce. But they'll do that. They'll do that. See, that's what irritates me. The church seems to have no problem with people getting divorced. Well, we don't think it's ideal. But they do. I think the church likes playing the empathy role. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll come and, and if you're, you know, let's get divorced and I'll be there for you and stuff. And he's, but they like the divorce because it's over. It's separate. They don't like unresolved tensions. Mm-hmm. The well, church they don't, hates they don't know how to deal with that conflict of that's separation. Why they like they the, don't even know what to do But that's why they like the divorce that. better. When at yeah. least separation, you can still heal it. Yeah. The reason people get so uncomfortable and Christians get so uncomfortable with the idea of support, separation, oh, it's unresolved, it's unresolved, and they can't handle it. Just relax. You need to create this tension to get some healing. And to sit there, to, to go from that miserable sin, either to a divorce. For some reason, everybody's happy with either one. But when I talk about separation, everybody they just has a fit about it. When it's that scenario that forces change. And it forces attention. And then the badly behaving person is now unmasked. Okay, now, 
This is not specific to this guy's situation. No, we're not really talking about them, you guys. This is just we in, don't know anything about them yes, personally. I'm just saying yes. in general, okay. this stuff happens. This separation thing in general, like somebody says, "Well, my wife won't have sex with me," or "My husband won't have sex with me," and you, or my say, husband has girlfriends. And- I'm, no, I'm talking about just specifically this. They oh, the won't sex have thing. sex issue, right. and you say separate. What part of that? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not undermining your argument. Really, no, no, I'm okay. not because I believe in it. You hate me, I know. But, but so, like for this guy's, like for example, he's saying my wife won't have sex with me. You say separate, make it difficult for her. What is going to induce her when he has now taken measures to make her life more hell? What part of that does he think is going to land her in the sack with him now? Look, all I—it's not a pretty situation. I'm just saying. What's the alternative? But uh, what I'm the saying is the alternative is. What do you say? Five years. This routine goes on eighteen years, years, twenty years. I mean, it's insane. The alternative: either live absolutely miserably, or you force the issue. I'm saying you need to force the issue. Yeah, and and I get that. But if people hear you say, "I want my wife to have more sex with me or have something," I'm going to kick her out, and they think that's going to fix that problem. It's not like that. There. There's yeah. more to the, the issue than that. Yeah, nobody's talking about... It's not like if uh, I kick her out, she'll start having sex with no, me. No, she won't. Yeah, or my husband's being mean to you, and I don't know. <laughs> Look, I've been doing this for a long time. All I'm telling you, the counseling stuff generally does not work. I'm sorry. If you're a professional counselor, you want to write me and yell at me and sue me, go for it. I got nothing anyway. <laughs> you know? And I know some of you pastors get off. I'm just telling you, you guys know most of this doesn't work. Right. This just... Keep in the same situation. What I have seen that has worked is when they force the issue and the one says, I will wait for you. Not out of hate, but I'm not going to continue. I promise you, if, I, my, if I'm flirting with women and doing inappropriate things and getting drunk and stuff, my wife will not tolerate that. Mm-hmm. And I come home, I don't get in the house. Or I come home and she's not there. And I freak and we got to fix this. If my wife says, I don't want to have sex anymore, I just, I don't know, you're just, you smell. You know, I don't care, I don't care, you can't fix it. There's going to be hell to pay in mind. There's no way I put up with that. What is stunning to me are the number of people who are in horrible marriages. I mean miserable. And no one will do anything about it. You got the badly behaving person and you got the, oh, they'll go to the counseling, they'll, they'll force the counseling. But you see, the, and the badly behaving person doesn't want to go to counseling. But they'll still do it because nobody knows. I promise you, it's always the bad person doesn't want anybody to know what they're doing. They, they fear it more than anything. I don't want my, my family to know about this. I don't want my friends to know about it. Do you really think this person, take any person you can think of right now who's in that, do, they, do you think they want that public knowledge that everybody knows? No, that they, they don't. Refuse? And I say, you take it public. Now, other people will argue with me. Okay, fine. Then listen to them. Watch their show. You know, all I'm telling you is it's not going to change. I know it won't change. Wonder, I've seen it. I wonder if they think they're doing anything that's wrong. The badly behaving person? <clears throat> oh, no, they don't think anything's wrong. But that's why you force the conference. It's like we have somebody working for us in the office, and they're doing all the terrible things, and they won't do their job and stuff like that. We fire them. Okay? Now, that would be the equivalent of divorce, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's that confrontation, or you're threatening to fire them, mm-hmm. that gets their attention. We're not going to tolerate this anymore. Some people, they don't get it until they start having consequences. Mm-hmm. Now, as Christians, we're not supposed to divorce. That's why there's separation. That's all I'm arguing. There is an interim step. Here's what people do. They stay in a situation like this for years and years and years and years and years, and they can't take it anymore. This couple will end up in divorce. 
If he doesn't listen to my advice and do the separate, and he probably won't, no, no, they don't want to separate, they don't want to separate, but they, he'll eventually divorce her anyway. And then they're like, oh, it's so sad. You know, praise God, God will bring you a new person in your life. Really? Why do they run from this thing of separation? Get them apart, force the issue. Because I promise you, this lady does not want anybody to know what's going on. And then when he leaves her, she will be the victim. He left me. He divorced me. It's just terrible. And I, I don't know. It just didn't work out anymore. Because you don't tell anybody. Actually, I wouldn't let the guy have sex with me for 18 years. I just, I don't know. I just... I don't think she thinks there's anything wrong with it. I think it would take the... The separation isn't so much now she's like, oh, now people know I'm wrong. The separation is more like... You really making a statement. No, seriously, something is wrong, and this just isn't a... No, but here's my argument. They know it's wrong. And the reason they don't want anybody else to know is because they know everybody else knows it's wrong. That's my argument. It's a theory. I don't know. You know, guys who are flirting with other women and stuff like that, and they argue with their wives that it's okay? Yeah. They don't want anybody else to know that. Because they know that their pastor will think he's crazy. They know that the neighbor will think he's crazy. Mm-hmm. He knows his own friends will tell, dude, what are you doing? You can't be flirting with other women. But without them knowing anything, he plays this little game with her. And then nobody knows our business. Nobody knows our business. Nobody, and you guys sit there arguing. Why a woman would tolerate this? Your husband's cheating on you and flirting with other women? You kick him out. Watch what happens. They freak. They always freak. Mm-hmm. They always freak and they want to do, we got to fix this, we got to fix this. And it's embarrassing. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I don't know how you can stay in a situation where someone is being completely... Talk about unbiblical. I assume they're Christians. Are they Christians? I don't know. Maybe they're well, not. Well, yeah, because she's quoting scripture. Okay, all. okay. She's blatantly being honest. She does not... The Bible says you do not have the right to ignore the sexual needs of your spouse. I promise you, she does not want her pastor to know that she refuses to give her husband sex. She does not want the elders in her church to know she refuses to give her husband sex. She does not want her mother to know. She doesn't want her brothers to know. She doesn't want her friends to know. She doesn't want anybody. The only one knows who's not giving him sex is him and some counselor who is legally obligated not to tell anybody. So she stays in this state. He needs to force the situation. You go to your pastor, you tell him what you just told me and say, listen, we've separated. Why? She refuses to have sex with me. You know, and I, I just, what's going to change? What's going to, if you keep nothing. doing the same thing and nothing changes, what, what, you've got to do something. And it doesn't have to be divorce. I would move out. And all you got to do is say, listen, when you're ready to be a wife to me, let me know. I will come home. I'll be the best husband in the world to you. I'll try and be the best. I'll try and do everything I can to make things better. But you cannot, ju- we're not going to just not have sex. We're not going to do it. There's no way I would tolerate it. There's just no way. Look, this shows about what I think. That's what I think. Do with it what you will. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Attend Mark's Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage event. Visit LaughYourWay.com for upcoming dates and locations. We're back on the Mark Unger Show. Wrestling over this email about this guy who says my wife won't have any sex with me. And I'm saying if you're in a bad situation with a spouse and you can't get it resolved, you need to separate. The separation forces the issue. And then we've been in this debate, well, maybe it's his firm. That doesn't matter to me. I, I'm not saying, gee, just separate and you'll force her to have sex with you. That's not what no, I'm no. saying. I'm saying by causing the separation, everyone becomes aware. And normally thinking th- people will now come in and say, explain to me what's going on. Why won't she have sex with Sarah, why won't you touch him? 
Yes. You know, well, because he does it, or finally she breaks down. You know, maybe she was sexually abused as a child. Maybe was a, you right. know, I don't know what's going on in there. But it's but, not like Phil's right. It's not about the sex. It's about something else. Where if yeah, but, it's a more cut yes. and dry, like in the flirting, if you're flirting and texting other women. It really is kind of about that. I Not mean, there might be something I mean, else but, to but, it. But you can still roll back. There's a guy who has lacks of self-esteem, and he's got to be constantly getting his ego built. There's always layers upon layers and layers. But that's an easier one to say, no texting, no none of this. That's a much easier one than to say, you will have sex with me. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm saying to you not. I'm saying it's <laughs> just like the Bible says you shouldn't. a man shouldn't do that. Yeah. The Bible is very clear. A woman's body does not belong to her alone. Okay. He has access to that. For you to shut him down with that access, that is as wrong as any other black and white thing in the Bible. Now, the layers behind that, fine. If we had those two here, it would make a great TV show. We could, you know, work with them and and get into all the nuances. We can't do the nuances. All I'm saying, I'm not arguing the nuances one way or the other. Right. I'm saying you don't leave things as they are. You don't just keep playing the happy married couple. That's I what, agree. One that's what he's doing. That's that. what she's doing. They're playing. The ha- Everybody thinks they're probably fine. I bet you her friends have no idea that they're miserable. You need to force this issue and say we've separated. Why? And you tell them why. Mm-hmm. She well, refuses think- to have sex with me. You talk to your pastor and everybody and let people come in and see if they can't fix this thing. I'm sure there's some issue. It could be he's an incomparable monster, mm-hmm. and that's why she doesn't want to have sex with him. Okay, then let's deal with that. Or it might be that there's something wrong in her head. Mm-hmm. You know, or just, who knows? There, we could do a million versions of this show trying to figure out why. Right. All I'm saying, I'm not trying to go there. So all you people freaking out, if they're freaking out, there's a lot of people freaking out right now listening to me. <laughs> I don't care about the whys and the who's at fault. I'm saying you don't just keep playing the happy couple. That's what you don't do. And couples do this constantly until... They can't take it anymore, and, and then they get a divorce. Yeah. And what will happen to I promise you, this week alone, thousands of people in churches all over America will find out that Bobby and Susie are getting a divorce. And you know what their response will be? I didn't even know they were having know problems. They're having problems, yep. I didn't. Why? Because we play this stupid game. And they take it until they... No way does this not end in divorce if they don't do something. I don't think so. I think it's going to end up in divorce. He doesn't think it will, but it will. Unless you force it. You have to force the issue. You don't play the happy married. When you are in this much hell, you don't play the happy married couple. You separate, and it creates this gap and this discomfort and the financial stress and everything else and all the stuff that needs to come in, and it motivates people to try and get to the core. If you stay together and play the happy couple, oh, what's her motivation? Let's say he's 100% right. We don't know that. He's probably not. No. But let's say he's 100% right, and she just refuses to have sex with him. And her answer is, get over it. You'll, 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 it won't bother you after a while. Let's say that's, that's 100% right. Well, him just staying and, and not doing anything about it, how's that fixing anything? It doesn't. Anyway, so that's the, that's the only case I'm trying to make. I, I don't really care about who's at fault or this or that. I'm just saying when you're that miserable, you have to fix it. And you fix it by forcing the issue. So, well, I'll drag her to counseling. Apparently, that didn't do it anyway. 
And I, and I argue a lot of people do that because they, but they if still he's more private. This is what I, if people are more interested in I have to get my sex than I have to make our marriage better, then that's wrong. You, you, it's not about that. You have to make the marriage better in order to have the sex. Well, that's true on any of it. I know. We can take any issue. Is all there's layers of whatever crazy. And I'm not debating that. No. Okay. I'm, all my debate is. You just hate sex. <laughs> You haven't had sex with a woman for years. <laughs> <laughs> and if you just tuned into the show, you have to I'm sorry back. for you have to go back, find it online, rewind it and okay. But I, you know. So I'm not arguing any of that. Yes. I'm just saying when it is horrible to keep playing the happy couple. I agree. Is wrong. I agree. By separating, you can't play the happy couple. Yeah. I'm just trying you to just clarify. Can't do it now. now everybody knows. Yeah. Now it's not the happy couple and you force the issues. I'm just trying to clarify because this whole idea of separation is so foreign to people and they take it and run with it and do weird no, no, things. I'm glad, I'm glad you, weird things. No, I'm glad that you bring up the uh, objections and stuff because if yeah. you have a problem with this, you can yeah. imagine everybody else. Yeah. No, because I can just hear the wheels in people's heads going, well, I, I don't get what I want, so I'm going to kick her out. And men, you are not going to kick out your wife and make her miserable and then say, well, that's going to make her have sex. It just doesn't work that way. But sometimes they're so simplistic in that thinking, well, Mark Gunger said, if I kick you out, then you have to have sex with no, me. Mark Gunger you know? says, if you have a very bad intolerable situation, you separate. And the other person won't listen. And the other person won't listen. You have to separate. That's the only and way you can I do it. I agree with you. If they're both not. listening and you're both working on it, then that's fine. Yeah. But when you've got one where I don't want him to do it. I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. You can't tell me what to do, woman. And you can't look at my Facebook. And it's okay if I go to lunch with these women and we're not having sex. There's no way my wife would tolerate that. There's just no way. When you're having struggles and the other person will not listen, you have a separate. And again, my separation I'm talking about, I'm not talking even a legal separation. I'm saying... They come home and you're not there. You know what these people do? They freak. Mainly because they want anybody else to know. But you force the issue. You have to force it. If you're not going to force it, then you're just going to be miserable. Look, you have a choice. Take my advice or stay miserable. <laughs> There's other ways to force it as well. How's that? If you just bring in other people, a lot of times people won't even bring in other people. Uh-huh. You know? So if you bring in a friend or you tell Just even talk about it you tell their else. parents or well, that's you another tell way. you could do it that way. You could do it that way. <laughs> I just think I don't know. I I'm just telling you what I've seen. I don't know how else to say it. You know, there's there's I can't explain to you I can well. I'm a pilot. I can't explain to you why planes fly because I know why they fly. But if you don't know why, they all you know is that they fly. You don't know why they fly, they're just flying, okay? I'm just saying, I've looked and seen what happens? And when you take this other course, these people just stay miserable. And I have seen over and over again, when one person says, we're not going to do this anymore, I'm not going to let you be in this horrible state, and they move out, the other person always freaks. And they always will start to yield, and now you can start fixing it. I've never seen anything contrary. I'm sure, don't write me, I'm sure, well, I know someone who did. There's always exceptions. I'm just saying, I have... It generally the, speaking... The, overwhelming evidence that I have seen when you get in a bad situation and you're already playing this game and nobody knows what's going on, when the person finally confronts the other person and says, we're not going to do this a while, you can't tell me what to do, male or female, and the other one just, you come, they come home the next day and they're not there. And the badly behaving person always freaks. They always freak. Especially the men. When a woman moves out on a guy, he collapses. Even some of the biggest jerks in the world will collapse They'll be crying, and, and now you got his attention. 
Ah, now we can fix it. My guess is this guy were to do the same thing with his wife. You think she's going to be happy when she comes home and he's not there anymore? She's going to freak. Ah, now we got your attention. You're not going to just tell me, oh, you'll get used to it. We'll take a break. Final break. We'll be back. Want more of Mark? Visit markgunger.com. There you will find everything that Mark has to offer. We're back on the Mark Gunger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationships. Are we done with this? Yes. Question about... Beating it to death. Beating it to death. Uh, We're out of time anyway. But I mean, I know it's a big question for people. I just remain absolutely convinced that you have to force the issue. Uh, Sometimes the only way to peace is through conflict. Mm -hmm. There's people who they, they will avoid conflict. They have the terrible problem, but they won't really endure the conflict. Maybe this guy's one of these real peaceful guys. There's guys like this. Mm-hmm. That they'll tolerate anything just for sake of peace. And even though his wife won't let him touch him, you know, well, he's unhappy, but he doesn't really push the issue because I just, I just can't imagine my wife telling me, we're not going to do this anymore. You'll get used to it. But there would, again, there would be so much more going on to that than just everything being perfect one day and then her flipping that switch. That just that doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm saying it does, but either way. How does that happen? Because who does some that? Vi- I have talked to people who do that. I'm, that's why I'm telling you this. That the, everything is perfect and like the marriage fine. is a nine or a ten. Everything's wonderful. Yes. And then tomorrow, I'm done with you. I, I, I find that. No, so no, no. It usually starts a lot earlier than that. Sometimes from the very beginning. And, well, not, that, not, and then you have very deep issues, you yes. know, you know, if she's sexually abused or she's got these weird thoughts and ideas. A lot of women will tolerate just to get a children and then they cut the guy off. Yeah. You know, some dysfunctional stuff. I'm just saying there are people who, there's some very odd people out there. In any event, the point is you'll never get to resolution if you don't face the conflict. You have to bring conflict. The thing about a separation where one person moves out is immediately we are now in a state of conflict and we need to get this resolved. Sitting around doing nothing about it will not change it. All right, we'll see ya. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle.